even from even when I was still in my second year or so, uh, then I talked to a lot of people who had already gone to the U.S. from our batch, even from our batch, uh, people that had gone to the U.S. before me. So I, I got in touch with them and they introduced me to other their friends who had gone to different universities in the U.S. And uh, that's how I came up with a list of universities to apply to. And also the general wisdom at that time was that when you apply for universities in the US, uh, you should not just apply to one or two universities, but you should apply to like a broad spectrum of universities based on your profile. Like you should apply to like uh, one or two universities that you think you can get into based on, uh, you know, the previous admits uh, given out by that university. So all this is publicly available because there are a lot of forums and blogs where uh, uh, people who got admits uh, in the U.S. before they write about that, and it's very easy to find out uh, what universities you are, uh, uh, you can get based on your profile. So you come up with a list based on that. Like you should apply to like one or two universities that you are sure of getting an admit from. Then you should apply to like one or two safe universities that you're really sure you can get an admit from. And then you should also apply to like one or two universities that you think are a bit ambitious for your profile because sometimes you may get lucky and get into a, 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 a like a highly ranked institution. So in my case, I applied to like, a, I think six different universities and I got an admit from three of them. So, so my choices were to go to NC State, uh, University of Florida, and also uh, the very first admit I got was from uh, Rochester Institute of Technology, that which is in New York. So, and out of these three, uh, when I talked to the people who are already studying here, I got the impression that NC State was the best, and that's how I chose NC State. That's nice. So, did you uh, specialize in any uh, topic, or was it just like general computer science? Yeah, I didn't have any particular topic that I was really interested in. And also when I talked to uh, the people who had already done their masters in, uh, in the US, uh, the idea I got was that you don't have to choose a specialization before you come for your masters because right. you can always do that once you're here. Mm -hmm. So after, so th uh, for a master's degree, there's like three or four courses that you're required to take and the rest of the courses you can select based on your interests. Okay. So what you can do is like, uh, uh, it's very the coursework is very flexible here. So uh, every semester I used to just uh, beginning at the beginning of the semester I used to go and sit in like five or six different classes and try out different courses uh, okay. and and select uh, select uh, like you have to do three courses every semester. Right. So and used to select like three courses from all the different courses that I liked. Mm -hmm. So it's very flexible here. Like I've done a lot of assignments of assignments for courses that I never end up taking. So. That's uh, so, so that's something I really like about the education system here. Like you can just go sit in any class you want and try out different courses. Yeah. Some professors may even let you audit the course and it, that is you just have to go and attend the class. You don't have to do the assignments. Mm -hmm. It'll still show up in your transcript. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, so I would say like uh, you don't have to choose a specialization before you come. Like right. you can always come here and then uh, make a decision. Right. I, I ended up, uh, other than the uh, core courses, I ended up taking courses from uh, machine learning and uh, uh, networking. Okay. We're still off to you now. Yeah, Sorry, so- I um, have to talk for a few seconds. No problem. 
So my question is to you, Ashwin, is about how uh, your work experience back in India has helped you in finding a job or through your coursework at the in US. Would you prefer having come here as a fresher, or would you prefer to come here after a few years of experience, getting that experience? Uh, right. So from what I've seen, like uh, I've seen like people uh, who are who came as freshers, they are they were also getting the same opportunities as me. Like people who were uh who just had like one or two years two years of experience uh, like it doesn't uh, in my uh, so i would say it doesn't make much of a difference it may help you get an interview if you if you have like a, a work experience on your resume it may help you uh, get uh, get an interview but after that it's all uh, your skills like like how how well you perform in the interview so it uh, it doesn't uh, you, you need not have a lot of work experience before you come here uh, so in your batch, there were a lot of freshers as well, like at NCSU? Yeah, so, right. Uh, I would say like uh, in my batch, it was mostly, it was freshers and mostly people who had just one or two years of work experience. So, mm -hmm. so, I, so when I, I felt a bit old because I was, I, I was coming in with like three, three plus years of experience and most of the people were like other freshers or like with just uh, two years of experience. But it depends right. on your university. Like I've heard like uh, there's a university in, in this uh, San Jose State University where the average uh, age of people doing masters is like around 30. Like people come here, come there after a lot of work. Like so some uh, I, I'm in San Jose and I can tell you the reality of why the age is 30. So most of the uh, students here are wives of H&B holders. Uh -huh. So they get married and then they come here and then they think, okay, why should I be sitting at home? And, <laughs> and then they uh, realize, okay, they should get a master's and it makes yeah. it easier to get a job if you have a master's yeah. here. So that's why the average age of the students at San Jose State is uh, 30. Right. Just just a small tidbit for you. Mm -hmm. Vishnu, any more questions? So my... It's snowing outside your window, man. Where are you? <laughs> See, we yeah. can do. I can put any background I want right now. <laughs> Otherwise, you you guys will be seeing my uh, my bedroom. So I just wanted to say, okay, maybe not my bedroom today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's keep, let's keep going. Yeah, so uh, regarding the work experience part, so uh, like you said, freshers are getting equal opportunities as compared to an experienced person in India, right? Uh -huh. So uh, do, you, do you suggest that a person from a college like a CT would would stand to benefit you know if he comes and pays the high fees in the us to you know get a master's degree are there enough opportunities for uh like people from a state state level colleges to come here to the us and be as successful as say a person from an iit or an nit yeah for computer science i would say yes if you are if you're very good at your studies and if you uh if you can do well in interviews then i would say definitely do that for for computer science, because I've seen people from other branches like mechanical and uh, like I think the other most popular uh, course for students from India was I guess industrial engineering at NC State. Like uh, other than computer science, uh, I could find a lot of people doing industrial engineering and mechanical and also electrical. Like for so for people in the computer science and electrical engineering uh, branches, it is it's much very easier easy to get a job. But the people who 
scheme for mechanical engineering or industrial engineering, I could uh, see them struggle. Like it, it's really difficult for them to find a job. Yeah, what I've noticed is that many opportunities in that field, yeah. and also companies. Uh, uh, since there's not uh, not that much scarcity of people uh, with uh, degrees in those fields in the U.S., like companies prefer to go with uh, local candidates. Like there's no need for them to hire someone from outside the country and then do their immigration and things like that. So. Yeah, I've noticed that. It uh, one thing that sets you apart, regardless of which branch you take, if it, if you're in a top-rated university, then it's quite easy to actually get a job. Uh, so yeah, because yeah, that is very true. Like because uh, there's uh, there's nothing like a campus placement uh, that we have in have in India, but companies do come and visit the campus uh, very often. Like uh, I remember at NC State, like VMware was in our campus like every two every two months or so. So they would uh, uh, like somebody will come and talk and give you uh, give you free food and uh, like free T-shirts and stuff like that. Free <laughs> so, jobs also. Uh, yeah, jobs. If you yeah, uh, you, you get an opportunity to uh, interview. Your, yeah, give you a resume. Uh, and um, yeah, if you're lucky, you'll get a get a call. Like, you'll get a call. It's easier to get a call uh, if 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 companies are visiting your campus. Like there will be a career fair and uh, that's like twice a year. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a career fair and a, a, even apart from the career fair, like uh, companies come and keep visiting okay. uh, university campuses. So so I, I always used to carry a, like a, a set of printed resumes in my bag. So you never <laughs> know when, when you'll find some company in some corner. You have so, your uh, elevator pitch ready all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I had a question. Uh, so we are all from SET, and that's something that connects us all. So what what do you miss the most about SET? Or do, is there some memory of SET that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, most fun memories of SET, I would say, well, would be in the first year, uh, you know, when you get to bunga class because of a hartal, or when your <laughs> exams get postponed because of hartal. That used to be fun. Because after the first year, you can bunk classes anytime you want. <laughs> I, I remember the the first year that we we joined. I think uh -huh. the first two or three weeks was just bunk. Like we there's yeah. it, there was a strike going on for the first three weeks itself. That's right. crazy. I know we used to like listen very carefully because the strike would start from the other <laughs> side of the world. Like, like, well, do you do you hear something? Do you hear something? Okay, pack your bags. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I remember this one time when there was a fight in the campus and the police came in and they were just uh, beating up people irrespective <laughs> of whether you were part of the strike or not. And uh, it is fun running away from them. I don't know if the if the students there like now can relate to this. I don't. I think it's very different now. From, Correct. Yeah. 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 It's it's become and a lot more thing. Right. And from what I heard, uh, like uh, there used to be even more. Uh, uh, people at SCT used to be even more politically active before we came in. Like there used yeah. to be much more altars and buns before our batch. They said right. it became much better after <laughs> our batch. So. Where, where are you from in Kerala actually? Uh, so I, I'm originally from Kollam in Kerala, which is just next to Trivandrum. Okay. But I did most of my schooling outside of Kerala because uh, my father was in the central government. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I moved around a lot in the country. Uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, I studied in four different schools in three different states. But oh. finally, for my <laughs> class twelve, uh, so uh, when I was in class eight, I moved to Cochin, and that's where I completed high school. Okay. So where would you, where would you call home? Is it Kollam, Cochin? Where is your, where would you call your home? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've been to Kollam only for like uh, 
summer vacations and uh, and during the breaks yeah okay right. yeah yeah i've been all over the place <laughs> and yeah, if but... you want and if you want to continue sure yeah so i, I think I'll, i'd love to go back to the career topic question so uh -huh. you said you are with the tech side of the business now so where do you think is what is your career progression from here is it continuing to be in the tech side or moving to the management side sometime the business side or what do you think it's like yeah at least for now uh, i would i would like to focus on on the technical side so i want to be a really solid engineer before and maybe sometime after that i may consider moving into management or, or something like that so i've seen a lot of people in uh, in in my organization do that like so yeah okay. for now the focus is on uh, improving my technical skills and becoming a good really mm -hmm. solid engineer so that's for now yeah, that makes sense. So when you say technical, what exactly? Because me coming from some, totally from a different side of the technical side, how do you explain when yeah. you say technical? What is so, it? So Ashwin, you have to explain this as if you're answering a three-year-old, okay? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> has to understand. True, I agree. Yeah, so basically I like uh, coding and building software. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I like uh, uh, focusing on the coding part. Uh, not, uh, uh, let's see, how do you explain it to a three-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> so do, do you code like the back end of some applications? Is that? Uh, yes, I'm an, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you can say that I'm a back end applications developer. Okay, awesome. Yeah, but uh, but I do have a lot of interest. Like uh, just recently I did a, a online uh, course in, on machine learning. Like I got, a, I got like a postgraduate degree from UT Austin on machine learning. So. It's always fun to. Oh, uh, we have a UT Dallas graduate here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Vishal, awesome. Wish your question next. Yeah, so uh, like Anna discussed about uh, uh, what you view your career being five years down the line, 10 years down the line. Mm -hmm. Would you suggest anyone in India right now to come to the US given all the uncertainties around the visa and immigration too? come to the US or come, go to a more immigrant friendly country like Canada? Uh, yeah, so I would say for computer science, uh, you can you should you can definitely come to the US because uh, I know there are a lot of uh, issues with immigration. But if you are in a, if you get a job in a big tech company, you don't have to worry about immigration because uh, in the worst case, if something happens to your work visa, uh, your company will easily relocate you to Canada or like uh, Switzerland or UK or or some some other place where it's easier to get a work visa. So it won't uh, it won't affect your career. Like if you uh, this is only for uh, I can only say for computer science and and if you get into a big tech company right. because I've seen a lot of people who had visa issues they just relocate to Vancouver which is just, which is just a two-hour drive from here without any disruption to their careers. And I've seen a lot of people uh, uh, in Google they get. Uh, if, if you don't get an H1B visa, uh, they'll just send you to Switzerland, or you can go to UK. Switzerland. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I Not wouldn't hate that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's easier to get a work visa there. Right. And yeah, uh, I hear Facebook sends you to UK. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, to Canada, where you can easily get a permanent residence and Correct. even become a citizen. 
Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.